0: Jeff Krause. Good morning, everybody. It is an
1: awesome pleasure, and I do mean that, bottom of my heart, to spend an hour with you talking about the political issues of the day and what they really mean to your life, and frankly, how you can use them to change your world by hopefully you gleaning something out of our conversations that help you. Persuadable conversations with those people that are persuadable in your world, whatever world that is. Well, there is um two pressing issues that we're going to talk about today. The first is this horrific shooting in Uvalde, Texas. Place I've been to some years ago, but want to talk about that and we'll talk about at the bottom of the hour doctors. Dr. Douglas G. Frank joins us. He is the person who, through an analysis of the election results, has come up with the algorithms that change the outcomes of certain elections, notably the presidential election. He's much criticized, but you can find lots of YouTube videos as you know, uh, on, on YouTube and out there, other sources. We talked to him at the bottom of this hour. He also is going to be at the River Church tonight, and I, yours truly, am going to be emceeing that event. Uh, and so we look forward to Dr. Frank's, both conversation with him today and his presentation tonight. He also has developed a model whereby he's able to predict, Voter turnout, accurately, based on his analysis and government data. All of that is on today's show and, of course, your phone calls. 503-589-1220 is that Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at twelve twenty dot So before I go to Kathy, who's on the line, I I, I just want to say this. Uh, It is just, Kathy, call back uh, if you can. This is just a truly devastating event that happened yesterday. And of course, Joe Biden left absolutely no opportunity to use a crisis, and it is a crisis. Killed 19 elementary school children and two teachers. An 18-year-old, obviously mentally ill, buys a gun, actually buys a couple of guns. And Joe Biden immediately says, got to have the assault weapons ban. Common sense, really. Didn't make any difference. That's why Congress has never renewed it when it was in place. Made no difference at all in shootings. But that doesn't matter. And of course Kamala Harris came out of her hibernation because you never hear from this woman to say enough is enough, calling for gun control immediately. None of that matters to the grieving parents and the community because Uvalde is a small community, folks. None of it matters to them because they are grieving today. And we should, and I hope that we remember every one of those families and frankly that entire community in prayer. Now, there's an article on the Liberty Daily, and, and I wanna go to something that Freddie had sent me last night. This, this is this discussion we've had before. Here's, it's about hardening schools. Because you're not going to take guns away from people, folks. Just ain't going to happen. The headline in the Liberty Daily says it all. Sandy Hook proved the need to enhance K-12 security. What did Congress do? They armed the Ukraine instead. Mm. Let's go to Kathy. Kathy, you're back. Welcome to the show. Your thoughts today.
2: Come on. Um, a lot of people don't like my opinion, but, um, about this, but I think that when parents give their children over for somebody else to raise, well, I just don't like daycares. Um, and I think that our kids are suffering for our decisions, our kids. Yeah.
1: I, I think that's accurate. They are.
2: So anyway, it's, this is an awful situation, but I have to say I actually cried actual tears over Afghanistan. I'm still not over it. And that was, that was perpetrated by an adult so-called right. So anyway,
1: that's all. Thank you, Kathy. Appreciate your thoughts. Uh 503-589-1220 is the power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at Um, KSLM.news. By the way, thanks to Timothy and... um, or the son of the almighty, the story about 450 buses from Texas, and there's a great picture of buses lined up, and they're picking up illegals at the border. They're sending, Texas is sending everybody. It catches to Washington, D.C. Good for them. Um, Yesterday, after the shooting, got a uh, text message from my friend, Freddie, And he said this, if you want to protect schools, do this. Only one entrance to the school, everyone must pass through a double entrance door system. With an armed safety officer and his huge German shepherd that is trained to smell gunpowder. The whole school property should be secured and fenced. The key is the safety officer with the dog. What do you think about that? Do we harden schools? Talked about this before. Is that the right thing to do? Harden schools so that they can't get into the classroom that they got into yesterday? And most of the deaths, uh, as I heard reported a few minutes ago, came from one classroom. And that's where this 18-year-old kid barricaded himself, and he was shot. He had body armor, too. Barricaded himself and was shot, apparently by a lone Border Patrol officer. And then the Border Patrol tactical team came in. They happened to have one close by, and they got there quickly. Good for them. You compare that to the coward cops, primarily the school resource officer in Florida. Remember that school shooting? Who refused to go in till he got backup. You're talking a school shooting. You're talking any shooting where people are, especially schools. You got to do something about it. You got to do something about it fast. You don't wait around. Now, Julie writes an email. Let me find it here. Where's Julie's email? Here it is. About school shootings. Julie's a former teacher. She says this. Some teachers should be armed. Many staffs have ex-military on their staff. This can include classified staff some caveats which should be observed. Teachers and the staff should be trained. They should have a concealed carry license. They should take training on a regular basis. They should qualify like the police on a regular basis. It is useful if you are a Marine, all Marines are infantry first, or infantry in the army to know each other and have a plan. Three int- infantry guys and gals can work wonders. The big problem is This people have to be prepared to do something totally foreign in a school. Go for the kill shot. Anyone who would do this is sick, meaning the perpetrator, coupled with a large degree of evil, making him dangerous to the innocent. Yes. Well said. Very well said. So what do we do? Do we harden schools? What do you think? We take guns away from people. This is America. We have a second amendment in our constitution. It protects our right to defend ourselves with a gun. Now, teachers with guns trained as she described, I think is long overdue. There are places that do allow that, by the way. You might find that interesting, but it's true. They do. And then Lee writes an email, ban it all. Many will be talking about the tragic, tragic event that happened. Several high-profile commentators have something must be done. Yes, something must be done. But will they take a moment to look at the cause? Sadly, no. They haven't in the past, so why would they now? What happened isn't a political problem. It's a societal problem that they don't want to talk about. The war games we have created, the breakdown of the family unit, the lack of moral standards, the lack of biblical instruction. This is a short list of the causes that enables a deranged demonic person to plan and perform such a meaningless act. It's not about banning guns. The problem will not go away until you humble yourself and address the real problem But most of you have already tuned out. What will you talk about today? So in your conversations with people, no doubt, this issue will come up and it should. So, we armed Ukraine. Now, while all of this is happening, what did Portland Public Schools do? What did the Portland City Council do? They got rid of all of their Portland Public Schools cops, school resource officers, because they were Racist, even though many of them were of minority status themselves. So in the wake of school shootings, should Portland put their school resource officers back in the schools? What about Salem-Kaiser School District? Do they have school resource officers anymore? Maybe should they should have more. Maybe parents should start standing up and demanding the hardening of school buildings what do you think Five zero three five eight nine twelve twenty 1220 is the power buick gmc talk line 503 589 emails to jeff at 1220.am hemp and cbd outlet can make you feel better go to their website hemp and cbd i use their butter salve i pulled a muscle playing football with my grandsons on saturday The butter sab is working miracles and making me feel better, and it's getting better day by day. Go to hempandcbdoutlet.com, use the discount code MOM, and you get 15% off. hempandcbdoutlet.com, discount code MOM. Back in a moment with your calls.
0: Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp.
1: 22 minutes past the top of the hour. In a moment, we'll go to the phones. You know, there's a scathing, scathing article in the Oregonian. Speaking of schools and the need to harden schools, and the biggest pushback you're going to get I'm going to guarantee you right now, is, well, we don't have the money. Well, this audit says Oregon risk wasting money for schools due to lack of accountability. Tracking auditors warn they're awash with cash, according to this Oregonian story. Awash. And they've undelivered, quote, for their students, particularly students of color and those living in poverty. Wait a second, aren't those the reasons that we did all of that? Isn't the focus on making the lives of, because Oregon has such a racist past and we're so racist today. How come all of this money that we're spending on schools that they got from pandemic relief and all of the hidden sales tax that we're all paying now. That a bunch of Republicans stupidly and unknowingly voted for, by the way. How come all of that money isn't helping? Because nobody's holding them accountable. And you know what the real reason is? Let me tell you what the real reason is. It's all going to backfill the PERS monster. You heard heard it, folks. Very little of it. Now they're going to say we can't harden schools because we don't have the money. Well, maybe you ought to start spending some of that money on hardening schools so your kids can learn something period and then maybe you ought to reinstate the standards that you passed a law said that they don't have to meet you know demonstrating and the article points this out proficiency in writing and math they dropped all those requirements for four years maybe they ought to think about doing that if this audit is accurate, and I can assure you that it is, because everybody knows this. Well, it will fall on deaf ears, unless we get a Republican governor, or maybe even a Betsy Johnson, who will appoint somebody like a Mark Thielman to come in and be the superintendent of public instruction, clean up this mess. Super Dave writes me a text, says, hey Jeff, don't I get a say, I don't have a child in school, but I still pay taxes for them, right? Yes, you do. You're right on the money. Before I go back to the phones, 503-589-1220, we want to remind you, freedom, heating, and air can keep you cool. Today, it's supposed to be kind of in the mid to upper 70s. And if your air conditioning system is not working, you're just not going to be happy. Call them. They'll come out and they'll get it fixed. And they'll do it right away before the temperatures get into the nineties. And that's coming one of these days. So be ready for it. Freedomheating and air dot net is their website. Freedomheating and air dot net. Call them at five oh three five eighty fourteen fifty six. Five eighty fourteen fifty six. Let's go to Art. Art, good morning.
3: Hey Jeff. Good morning. Sad day in America. Yes, but it is. It's a sad day in America because our leaders don't lead. Jeff, you and I both know that mental health is very important. What did the state of Oregon do? They got rid of all the stuff that we were doing to put people who had mental problems
4: uh,
3: in a place that made our, you know, every everybody safer. It's gotten worse and worse. So mental health, we need to address that issue. We can't keep kicking the can down the road and not resolving the problems that we know exist. And then, what is the most important infrastructure that we should have addressed when these things occurred before? We obviously the Democrats and Republicans they can do their pet projects, pork, 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 instead yep. of hardening right. our schools to make them safe. It's a disgrace, Jeff. And I, I listened to our president last night, and he said nothing, nothing about that. And there's where the problem lies. We all know it, and we need leaders who will definitely do that. Take care of the mental health problem that they made by getting rid of the places that we put these people when they were having problems. And I agree.
1: Making ourselves I agree. hard. Thank you, uh, Art. I appreciate your uh, you gotta comments today, Canada. brother. i uh, got to move on to Rebecca. Rebecca, you got about a minute and a half. Uh,
2: several years ago I was in the Capitol and God said to me, sit down. I was in the hallway of the third floor of the um, house side and I looked around and there was a chair and I sat down in it and I sat there for about two minutes and suddenly a whole bunch of women pulled up chairs and sat down too and they were in a circle and I was part of the circle and it was mom's demand action and they started having a meeting and um, they were talking about how they were going to go on to campuses and um, get the kids to cry out for gun confiscation. And then this is the pertinent phrase, just like they had done in Australia. And then about 10 minutes into the meeting, several Democrat aides came out and said, we're 100% behind you. And at several meeting, at several hearings after that, I walked up to Mom Demand Action people, and I said, "You want gun confiscation, don't you?" And they all, all four of these people, at different times, they said, "No, no. All we want is um, we want to be having um, common."
0: Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 24 minutes before the
1: top of the hour. Great to have you with us. We'll get back to the um, Texas school shooting and should we harden schools and that entire conversation. But we are blessed to have Dr. Douglas G. Frank joining us right now. Dr. Frank, welcome. Well, good morning, sir. How are you? Good to be with you. Fantastic, it's great to have you here. I am emceeing the event you are at tonight at the River Church. I look forward to seeing your presentation there, folks. If you don't know that, Dr. Frank is going to be, um, it's one of many opportunities you have to interact with him uh, over the next uh, three or four days. Here in Oregon. It is tonight, 7 o'clock at the River Church there on Portland Road in Salem, right next to Harbor Freight. Uh, thank you to um, lawyer and uh, soon to be state representative again, former colleague of mine in the House, Kevin Mannix, for being a sponsor of that, and David Brown of uh, Farmers Insurance for uh, helping make that possible. So, Dr. Frank, um, first of all, why are you coming to Oregon? <laughs> I'm coming to Oregon cause
5: some Patriots there invited me to come talk to them and talk to them about their elections. I've been doing this every day, well nearly every day for over a year since December of 2020, where what I do is I analyze the election data from your state down to the precinct level, um, and down to the individual voter level by age and location, et cetera. And then after I analyze those data, I, find areas that obviously contain uh, fraudulent votes and so then what we do is we put together little teams and they go and knock on doors and and confirm what the mathematics is saying and and then collect affidavits and then we go to the local clerks and we say hey how come we have all this fraud and how come we're using systems that permit this kind of fraud And then after we teach them that and they acknowledge what's going on then we can push back against the state so we don't have to use these machines and these electronic um, management systems that are uh, taking away our elections that are stealing our elections in our country i think i think nearly everybody has a gut feeling or knows instinctively that something's been wrong with our elections for a while but it's a little complicated so people don't know what that is so my job is to come out there and teach you and i enjoy that and People seem to learn and get motivated from it, and it's been really quite rewarding. I'm over here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho right now. The team of Patriots there has just been so generous to me. It looks like I'm about to get a new get to meet a new group of Patriots out in Oregon.
1: Well, you are. Um, now, obviously, uh, Oregon has had vote by mail for well over 20 years. Yep. I don't particularly like it. I never have. I much prefer the polling... Methodology that that I was reared up on and that I utilized in most of my voting life. So you have you've just articulated your purpose for coming here and what you do in Oregon. Our county clerks are pretty steeped in the belief that direct my direct mail is a good thing, and so when you when you run into those. County clerks, and I'm sure you have, and you present them evidence, factual evidence from people knocking on doors, that backs up your analysis. What kind of a response do you get from those county clerks?
5: Well, generally, the county clerks are patriots. Generally, they, they're the the reason they do their job is not just for a living. I think many of them are patriots, and they believe in elections, and they. Um, want to protect the elections and so they are taught um, using all these various systems that if they follow a set of steps if they follow their checklists that their elections will be secure and there are various procedures they follow you know by checking in the ballots and comparing them to the voter rolls and then checking the signatures and these sorts of um, protective steps that they'll do and they're told that if they do all those steps that their election will be secure So when I come up to them and say, well, hey, you know, you have fraud in your election, they usually take it personally. They usually say, wait a minute, don't you tell me my election's fraudulent. I did everything I was supposed to do. So typically they start out defensive and that's perfectly understandable. And then, but then what I'll, I try to help them understand that it's not their fault. They're operating a system that's not secure. Sort of like your own laptop. You know, if someone hacks into your laptop and you've got your antivirus programs going and you've been diligent about maintaining Security and your internet at home and your networks, but somebody hacks in. That's not your sure, fault. You've done the things that are reasonable for you to do, but hackers are pretty clever people. They spend their whole life learning to hack into things. So our elections have been hacked nationally, every single county in the country. And it, so a clerk, but a clerk is you know they're not a rocket scientist cyber expert. They're a they're a manager and and you know accountant type typically. They're not experts at cyber, so they don't realize a lot of times they've been hacked. So at first they're defensive. I try to put them at ease. I try to say, look, it's not your fault, but let's look at these data together. And if they're honest, once they see the data, then they're like, whoa, I got a problem. And so then they'll join with the citizens to try to reform the system. If if they're sort of committed to um, the current paradigm and unwilling to look at the data, then, then we run into trouble and they become very defensive and the state will usually come racing in to defend them and protect them um, because they like to keep the system the way it is. And in that case, then, then we don't, we're not so friendly anymore. We'll become more adversarial. And, you know, it's sort of like you see mothers around the country who are unhappy with their local school boards and they'll, they'll try to get the new people put into office. And, And if you can't wait for the next election, you can sue them for their bond and get them out of office sooner. So we do do that around the country too. So clerks that are not willing to, look at the data objectively and honestly and say, yeah, it looks like we've been hacked we get rid of them. And, you know, we, or I encourage the locals to get rid of them and to put in new people, uh, because this is our election. People have died for this. This is not a, you know, this is not a game we're playing here. This is a matter of life and death, a battle between good and evil. And it's our job to stand up to evil. Uh, we can't just look the other way and say, well, it's okay. We've been doing it this way for so long. So let's just keep doing it this way. No, no, no. We're, we've been hacked. We've, our elections are, stolen from us, we need to take them back. The citizens need to take them back. This is the weapon of evil against us, and we need to uh, – that's just the first step, sort of. You know, it's like we're battling Goliath. we got to take the spear out of his hands.
1: We're talking to Dr. Douglas G. Frank. Uh, Dr. Frank, do you have a website that I can direct people to directly to what you do?
5: I used to maintain a website, but it was hacked so intensely it was more work to keep than, than, <laughs> okay. than to have – so we don't do that anymore. What I do do though is I post on about six different, well, more like eight different social media sites. I've got about a hundred thousand people following me there every day. I've got a. Um, I think the best place to send them would be go to your social media and uh, look for follow the data with Dr. Frank. You know, I've got a Rumble channel, a Telegram, MeWe, Truth Social, Frank Social. You know, all the typical uh, social media that you would expect expect to have. I you can usually find me on there.
1: Okay, I'm bringing that up right now. It's follow the data with Dr. Frank. You can just yep. um, put that telegram. in and it comes up. Yeah, I'm just looking at, I'm seeing Telegram here and I'm on Telegram, yeah. so that's, that's perfect. I have to just um, reinforce what you said there. My own county clerk is a huge proponent of vote by mail. He's a personal friend. I've known him for 20 plus years. Sure. He's a Trump, Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that right now. Uh, that's what he told me. I had a private conversation with him in his office. Yes. Yeah, sure. He would never, never allow cheating knowingly in his vote-by-mail system. Okay. So what you're saying about it's happening without their knowledge, see, because they're being hacked, seems to be borne out of what er- Oregon Attorney General Ellen Rosenblum just filed in their supporting brief of of the lawsuit against the SQL files being turned over to um, Tim Sippel of this voter integrity group. In her statement, she says that it could do irreparable harm because these systems can be wirelessly hacked. Now, wait a second. I thought that there aren't supposed to be wireless communication devices in these systems. What's going on?
5: That's correct.
1: They're not supposed to be capable of being
5: on the Internet. But what's happened is, uh, the companies that provide these machines, I, I'll have to double check what brand you guys have, but for example, es one of the largest um, shippers of, of machines in the country, uh, it's right, you can even read the Politico article, it was exposed publicly, they shipped 32,000 internet-ready machines for the 2020 election all around the country to 85 customers, some of those are entire states. And they weren't supposed to do that. But the machines come standard that way, because it's easy to maintain equipment remotely that way. Um, but many states, it's illegal to have that. So what I typically do is I carry a sensor with me, and I offer to the clerks the service of saying, look, we'll go, let's just go check. We don't have to take the cover off your machine. We'll stand next to the machine, and you can turn it on, and I'll tell you whether it's online. We can look together. And That is a very scary moment for many clerks, because I think down deep they realize something's going on. You know, anybody who's paying attention knows there's something going on with their election. And so when I say, well, let's just check, they sort of have, most of them panic at that point, because they're like, "Uh uh-oh, if they discover I'm online, then I'm in trouble. But I'm not after them. I'm their best friend. I'm going to help them find the fraud in their election and then push back against it. I love what you said about your friend. He's not he's not interested in a fraudulent election. He's a patriot. He needs an honest guy. He wants the election to be to be true and fair. So um, that's the approach I take with them. I'm not I'm not against him. I'm for him. And the local citizens can then band behind him and then push back against the state. Say, we don't want to vote this way anymore because we're hacked.
1: In 30 seconds, well, actually, we don't have 30 seconds. There's the music. (laughs) Dr. Frank, I look forward to your presentation tonight as you talk about how you can predict voter turnout, what that might mean for Oregon. I'm emceeing the event. Folks, come in here, Dr. Douglas G. Frank tonight at River Church, 7 o'clock. I'll be there. I hope you will be, too. Dr. Frank, we'll see you then. Look forward to seeing you, brother. All right. That's Dr. Douglas G. Frank back in a moment at 6.48.
0: Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp.
1: Ten minutes till the top of the hour. We will uh, get to the phones and talk to Tim in a moment. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM.news. Thank you to Anne-Marie for sending me this report about Dominion voting machines allowed election tampering. According to forensic experts. If there's ever a reason for you to show up tonight, and there'll be other opportunities. If you can't show up tonight, there'll be other opportunities for you to meet Dr. Frank. Uh, Very important. As we try to figure out what's been going on here. Um, Art writes me a text message. Israel protects their schools. How come we can't do what they do? That's a great reason. It's a great question to ask. We should be asking it. Again, if you want to follow Dr. Frank, follow the data with Dr. Frank. That's all that I Googled and it brought up Telegram. He's on all of the other um, great platforms that are out there. want to remind you also, Pfeiffer Roofing, it's going to rain a lot over the weekend. Don't let your roof leak and destroy the value of your home or your business. Call Pfeiffer Roofing. They'll get out and they'll get it fixed for you. PfeifferRoofing.com. P-F-E-I-F-E-R Roofing.com. Call them 503-647-4725. 647-4725. Tim, Tim, good morning.
4: Good morning. About a year ago in the Statesman, There was an article about the resource officers and it was interesting what the chief of police said. He talked about the reduction in the ability and opportunity for youth engagement and redirect the valuable and limited personnel resources back to core services that the community expects and deserves. And what a lot of people don't uh, talk about is the resource officers also protected the neighborhoods around the schools you know, with uh, loitering and gathering of people other than associated with the schools. So isn't it amazing that everything that we're doing nationally uh, filters down locally and defunding police, they don't talk about what it's doing to the kids in the neighborhoods around the schools.
1: That's exactly right. There are so many positives, and all of this was being driven by the George Floyd incident, the rise of Black Lives Matter. By the way, today is two years since the George Floyd incident. And they used this as a reason to pull school resource officers from the schools because they were unfairly, the accusation was, they were unfairly racially targeting these students of color. So they defund the school resource officers, schools become less safe. And we miss that very opportunity you're talking about, the opportunity to interact in a positive way in these kids' lives because they need it. That's an excellent observation. Thank you, Tim. Uh, Corby writes an email, there's no doubt that this is a about Texas. This is tragic and sad. Regarding Texas shooting, it looks and sounds like another classic cia mind control operation i can't people see the same scenario and agenda step by step happening over and over again already i hear conservatives pushing concealed weapons permits and background checks which is unconstitutional let's try to follow the constitution shall not be infringed let's not blame this on good law-abiding citizens do you think background checks and concealed permits would have stopped this kid they sure have been talking about gun control a lot lately. And this is the first thing you hear out of the leftist Democrat mouths, almost as if they had the script all prepared. Was he here legally or did he just come across the border? Let's open our eyes and understand what is really happening. Dale writes a school uh, email about Eugene School Board postponed their meeting and the vote to ban concealed carry in their school district until June 22nd. People should contact them. Let them know they need to vote no on this unconstitutional law. And they need to put officers in their schools to protect their students. You can email the school board at board at 4j.lane.edu. Board at 4j.lane.edu. Dale, thank you. Rich writes a email about school hardening, question mark. If we remember a couple of years ago, the Salem-Kaiser School system got a billion-plus dollars. I don't know if it was a billion. I don't think they got that much. But it was a lot. It was many, many millions. Anyway, continue. A part of that was to help harden schools. Like everything else, more students need to graduate. It is lost in the lust to spend money. No checks and balances always lead to lost money or stolen money. Mental health is a big part of this. Why are the state schools always pushing drugs on kids? Ritalin, Prozac, which are mind-altering drugs. Oh, yes, the state schools get extra money for that. Hmm. Hardening schools is relatively new. The state of California started that in the 1980s. Hmm. Caution about the reality of the next statement is it would scare the liberals. We must all remember, he writes, that a government adds a new section division not to fix the problem correctly. It does not promote the look of helping. Remember the old saying, I'm here from the government here to help. Run, run as fast as you can away. The problem has just gotten worse. Do we harden schools? What do we do? I think that's long overdue. I think a lot of the money that is being spent on schools today is being used to backfill the PERS monster that needs to be reformed. And then secondarily, we need to allow teachers to be armed, those that want and participate in a program that is quietly hidden away, and they are regularly trained, and they work together. If you you harden the access into schools, they're not going to get into the schools. It's not hard to figure out but yet we won't do it. Moms demand action, they're part of the problem. Every time you say, we ban guns from a particular place, concealed carry, others, you just put a big target on that place. Virtually every mass shooting in America, folks, is in a place that is officially banned guns. Think about it. Something else you should think about is if you are thinking about remodeling the kitchen, remodeling the bathroom, maybe other things, why don't you call Eric Azer Righteous Renovations. Their team does it right, and they do it in the most sensitive areas of your home. Check out their website so that you can, well, believe what I just told you. Righteousrenovations.com. Look at the before and after pictures. Look at the great customer comments. RighteousRenovations.com Tonight, folks, thanks to Kevin Mannix and David Brown of Farmers Insurance for being the sponsors of tonight's Douglas Frank event at the River Church, 7 o'clock. I'm going to em- MC the ev- event. Come and hear Dr. Frank's presentation. There's a lot more than what he just described to us in our short conversation today. See you tonight. See you tomorrow, friends. Be blessed. Keep fighting for what you believe. And keep praying for this great nation.